It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. More quarterback developments, or at least news related to quarterback developments of interest for the Washington football team. We look at this weekend's playoff action odds for next year's Super Bowl. And we're joined by Kim Becker of the Locked On Now podcast for a championship preview from Locked On Podcast Network right now on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LockedWFTPod. Happy to be back with you guys here to wrap up the week apologize for not having a Thursday episode. I don't know if you guys can hear it right now in my voice today. My voice 10 times better today than it was yesterday. Could not talk for more than three seconds without going completely hoarse. And since it's Chris's day off, he rightfully so had other plans, therefore couldn't pick up my slack that I dropped. So my apologies to you guys, but we are back to wrap up the week. Hopefully my voice holds up, Chris. Uh, just like, or unlike rather, the uh, potential rumors or, or speculation anyway that Aaron Rodgers may be coming to Washington, which those chances took a pretty big blow Wednesday night. Yeah, and hope you're uh, feeling better. So we'll get through this one and uh, get everybody to the weekend safe for some conference championship games. But you mentioned it. That's the big story as we sit here, David, and record this episode is that Nathaniel Hackett is being hired as the Broncos' new head coach. He is, for those that are unfamiliar, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator under Matt LaFleur. Now, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't call the plays in Green Bay. LaFleur does, but he's obviously very, 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 very involved in the game plan and the process and practice in everything, designing everything with the Green Bay offense. So a lot of people think Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the next great young head coach. Um, I'll just tell you this real quickly before we get to that. I remember hearing Nathaniel Hackett as early as you know, I want to say like the late 1990s, he got a assistant job up in Buffalo where obviously I had covered the bills and gone to school. And then he was at Syracuse University uh, and he's bounced around Jaguars and I think the Falcons and again, landed up in Green Bay. And, you know, when you land with Aaron Rodgers, that's a pretty good thing if you're an offensive coordinator or if you're a quarterback whisperer, if you will. And so it'll be really interesting. I know he has a high regard for Aaron Rodgers, understandably. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers really thinks fondly of him. I, I, I read somewhere that he politicked for Nathaniel Hackett to get a job last year and, and kind of endorsed him. I don't know if that was public or private. You would think the relationship is pretty strong. And obviously there were a lot of connecting of the dots to Aaron Rodgers going to Denver before Nathaniel Hackett became the head coach. And before what happened last weekend, that's only going to intensify. And now if you're the Washington football team, you got to really wonder, 
do you have any chance? Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Denver Broncos now is a foregone conclusion. But, hey, I mean, anything can happen, you know, in the 11th hour uh, and all those things. So, you know, don't don't uh, don't count any chickens before they actually hatch out there in Denver. If you're a Broncos fan or if you know somebody uh, who is right. a Broncos fan. So, you, you know, one thing I would just quickly point out, David, not to jump in on you. It's a different sport, but I, I don't know if you remember this, uh, if you pay any attention to the NBA uh, five and a half, six years ago here in Washington, the Wizards hired Scott Brooks, the former mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder head coach with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, all of that. They hired him with partially the thought in mind, yeah. hey, if we hire this guy, we can get Kevin Durant here as a free agent. <laughs> that went flat on its face. Yeah, now, listen, obviously, that's not the only reason why you hired Scott Brooks then. And certainly George Patton, the new uh, newish, I guess one year in general manager at Denver is not hiring Nathaniel Hackett just because of his ability to get Aaron Rodgers there, because you got to get Aaron Rodgers there. And you don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. But I'm just pointing out that even though that logical connection will be made, and obviously it makes all the sense in the world, it's not a done deal. And you still have to work out the trade compensation. Oh, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if if it is done, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers is on his way uh, to Denver, essentially, then it is what it is. And Washington's going to have to look over or under any other stone. And Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew have already talked about how they're not going to cut any corners. They're going to do everything they can uh, to find a quarterback for this team. That can lead the way. And, and one, Chris, that you brought up towards the end of your Wednesday episode uh, celebrating the, the last Washington championship for football was quarterback Jameis Winston, a guy that I'm obviously uh, very familiar with from his days with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here's, in a nutshell, in kind of a quick, you know, not not a full, full-blown scouting report or anything like that, but obviously in kind of a quick summation, what I can tell you about Jameis Winston is he is going to do things from time to time that frustrate people that kind of make you scratch your head because he is a fighter. Every single snap, he wants to win that snap and when his team the further behind his team gets the worse it gets so he's a he's a play from ahead type of quarterback so it's very important to have a strong defense on the other side of him and very important to have weapons on the offense that can adjust in flight and in in route you know because things can happen sometimes with Jameis Winston but I will tell you that in 2021 was having the probably the best efficiency season of his career and the numbers don't completely communicate that right like he was on pace uh, before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game that he got injured and tore his ACL in. He was on pace to have a 53% completion rate for the season, which is terrible. But when you look at what Jameis Winston was doing and the incompletions that he had versus the completions he had, a more efficient type of quarterback, if, if that makes sense. And another thing to take with a grain of salt, New Orleans Saints have basically zero pass catchers on their team. Like Taysom Hill was one of the best hand, one of the had one of the best sets of hands for the New Orleans Saints in 2021. Whereas, you know, Washington has a guy like Terry McClure and Curtis Samuel, obviously, if he gets injured or uh, gets healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he was also averaging 186 yards passing per game. The New Orleans Saints leaning very heavily on Alvin Kamara, two touchdowns per game. But here's the key thing. It's just half an interception per game that he was averaging coming when he when he got injured, which puts him on pace, Chris, to throw for 3,162 yards, 34 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Compare that to the 3,419 that Taylor Heineke had with 20 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. you That's where I'm kind of talking about the higher efficiency, fewer yards, fewer passes, all that stuff, but 14 more touchdowns he was on pace to throw with about half the interceptions. That is huge from a quarterback standpoint, especially when you're a team that's looking to rely on your running backs and your defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, listen, Jameis Winston is a way better quarterback, in my opinion, um, than 
you know, Taylor Heineke, uh, if we're just comparing them side by side, David, the problem that I have, the questions that I have is, A, what is the status of obviously his knee and would he be able to participate in OTAs? I don't know if he would be able to coming off of a torn ACL when it happened, right? And if you have a quarterback that you hope, hope is your starter. Again, I don't know if anybody would automatically assume that Jameis would be the starter like he kind of did with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, even though Ron basically said it was a competition. Uh, you know, if you have a quarterback that can't participate in OTAs and maybe, maybe not, who knows, isn't even ready for training camp. And then how far behind is he in training camp because of the ACL? Can he even play in the preseason? I mean, these are all questions that we just don't have the answer to. I would say Jameis, based on his history, based on all of that, obviously the contract would be one thing. Is he willing to sign a one-year deal? That type of thing. All of that factors into the mix. And I'm not saying no, but I'm saying for me, I'm not exactly comfortable with this as a potential solution. Yeah, there, there's a lot of risk involved. Like you mentioned, kind of the one-year contract. It would have to be heavily incentivized. Uh, I think you know, you're not going to get the guaranteed money necessarily that people typically like to see in, in this in this type of, uh, of a contract. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that Jameis and his camp is going to have to kind of reckon with because I don't think it really matters where you go, whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers or back to the New Orleans Saints. I think that you're going to have to deal with a, with a contract that is going to be heavily incentivized. I will tell you, though, I mean, as early as, you know, as recent as, as mid-December, uh, Jameis is doing a lot of rehab work. He's, he's doing really well at Champion Sports Medicine, already dropping back and getting into sets and getting his feet under him. So his, his progress is definitely well uh, on its way. It's just, you know, Obviously, setbacks are always a concern. So something that that Washington and every other team that has potential interest in Jameis will be looking out for. No doubt. All right. One last bit of the and obviously we'll talk more about this as a potential situation. David, you know what's coming next week. It's not just the senior bowl, which you're going to be at uh, and you'll be. Uh, doing the shows and, and, and all that from uh, Mobile, Alabama, uh, but also the, the name reveal and the uniform and the logo and all that stuff, Wednesday, February 2nd. But on Thursday, February 3rd at 10 a.m., the House Oversight Committee just announced that they are going to host a virtual, I guess, Zoom-based roundtable on, quote, examining the Washington football team's toxic workplace culture. End quote. And that's from Carol Maloney, who chairs the oversight committee. Um, so real quickly, uh, my sense is they're trying to take advantage of all of the hype, all of the excitement, all of the intrigue, all of the media attention, if you will, and fan attention over the name reveal. Maybe they could have done it that same day. I guess they couldn't work it out, so they'll do it the next day. Uh, I wouldn't think that this is going to be the only thing you're going to hear from a negative standpoint uh, next week. So we'll see. I just wanted to drop that on you guys. Hey, guys, uh, it is uh, David Harrison along with Chris Russell. We have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that's you, of course. Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the GetUpside app. Just download it for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And again, you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. All right, Bet Online would like to wish you guys, even though we're almost in February, a happy new betting year. Still plenty of time to get in on all the action for this Sunday, the conference championships. Absolutely. Of course, daily basketball, NHL, all of that still available to you. College hoops, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for this entire year of 2022. A new updated desktop, mobile website, sign up today. You get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On to get you started. Again, from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, it's all there for you at Bet Online. Fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Join us, Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Again, a big announcement, as we've been telling you about this week, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is heading to Los Angeles for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. Along with David Harrison at dharrison82, you can find him Covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medher Show on the Washington football team's flagship radio station, the Team 980, and the Odyssey app. All right, David, you know what time it is, right? Before we get to Super Bowl odds for next year, mm-hmm. uh, we have to get to who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. We have a special preview coming up from Kim Becker in the next segment before we wrap up today. But Cincinnati and Kansas City is the AFC title game. Who you got? You got to go Kansas City. I mean, uh, you know, I like the run for Cincinnati, and I think they have, you know, the, the, the bases and the buildings of something, you know, really good there. But I think – the way the Kansas City Chiefs have been playing, especially in the, in the latter half of the regular season, and then what they were able to do against Buffalo Bills last weekend in that incredibly insane game uh, there at Arrowhead, and this game is at Arrowhead, looking to go back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year. I just you got to go Kansas City. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that, uh, but here but here's you know I I don't trust Kansas City implicitly, but you know because you have to wonder did they empty out all of their artillery in the overtime win over the Buffalo Bills. But I actually like them in this game as well. But I think I'm going to lean more towards the Bengals, you know, plus the seven points and to keep it close. Mm-hmm. But maybe Kansas City winning between three and seven, somewhere in that range. And and here's a couple of things that I didn't like about Cincinnati. Obviously, the nine sacks. David, they also didn't run the ball enough against Tennessee. They got away with a win because their field goal kicker is excellent, Evan McPherson. Uh, you don't know how different the weather is going to be Sunday in Kansas City versus last Saturday in Nashville. That's number one. Number two, guess what? That Kansas City Chiefs defense is better, in my opinion, all across the board than the Tennessee Titans defense. 
Uh, and I think they're going to make life miserable for that offensive line, which needs a lot of help. Look out, Brandon Sheriff potentially going there. Uh, we'll talk about that in the offseason. But also, here's one thing. They did not run the ball enough. They only ran it 18 times in a one-score game. If Zach Taylor and the Bengals are not more committed to the run game to balance things out, to slow down that pass rush of the Chiefs, I think they're going to be in trouble. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'll take the Bengals plus the seven on bet online, mm -hmm. but I'm going to pick the Chiefs straight up. All right, who you got? San Francisco and Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. So the Rams, yeah. of course, looking to go to the Super Bowl in their own home stadium, like we saw with the Buccaneers uh, last year. Only they get to play the title game there as well. Rams favored by three and a half on bet online. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers off the upset of the Packers. They've beaten Sean McVay and the Rams six straight times, yeah. David. Do they make it a seven? I don't think so. And I, and this kind of reminds me a little bit of last year's Super Bowl run for the Buccaneers where they had to face the Saints. Granted, it was in the divisional round, uh, but had lost to the Saints you know, so many times in a row, uh, and especially in the regular season. I mean, the Saints now have, have beaten the Bucs six straight games in the regular season, but they lost that divisional round. I think that's basically what this is going to be for the Rams. It's going to be there you know, get rid of big brother uh, type of situation with the 49ers last week against Packers. I was confident in predicting that win because I knew the Niners defense uh, could do enough to really kind of hold Aaron Rodgers and that offense uh, to a low score output. But then Jimmy G and the Niners offense, I felt like was going to be able to do enough against the Packers defense. That's not as great as, as maybe some people thought it was uh, to be able to win that game. That's exactly what happened against the Rams though. Uh, I think the Niners defense is capable of doing some good things against the Rams offense, maybe holding them, you know, to, to, to 20, 24 points, something like that. But I don't think the Niners offense is going to get much done against his defense. Uh, I don't, I think Sean McVay is going to have this team kind of looking to shake off the ghosts of games past, even though the Niners have won all those in a row. I think the Rams defense comes ready to play championship caliber football on their way to hosting a Super Bowl in their own stadium. You know, the only question you should have right now about the Los Angeles Rams, well, two questions. One, can they recover from nearly choking up and gagging all over themselves? But they did recover last Sunday, as you know, uh, by beating the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but can, you know, does that have any carryover? I don't think it no. does. Number two, and here's my biggest concern for the Los Angeles Rams. They are not a super physical team, and San Francisco absolutely is. No. They are going to maul you. They are going to smash you in the mouth, assuming that they have Trent Williams. Mm. and He's not practicing, but the expectation is he's going to play. Debo's going to be okay. I think the 49ers are going to muck this up. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think it's going to be probably somewhere in the teens, maybe for both teams, low 20s for maybe the winning team. Mm. But – while I've been down on the Rams for being soft as cream cheese a lot of the year, David, mm -hmm. including in both of those losses to the 49ers, I'm going to pick the Rams minus the three and a half in this game. I'm with you. The speed, the talent, the just, just think about Aaron Donald alone. And Von Miller is obviously back to being Von Miller. And that Rams offense with Cup and Odell and Cam Akers, even though the fumbles, uh, you wonder kind of how that plays out. But they have other options uh, as well. And hopefully for them, they'll get their left tackle back, Andrew Whitworth, who was missing for last week's game. Right. So I'm going to pick the Rams minus the three and a half and obviously straight up. Um Real quick, so we're, we, we are aligned on both picks. I, I should point out, I was 0 and 4 
straight up last yeah. week. I was I was uh, one so, and three, so you know. Uh, right, but one and three is better than zero and four. <laughs> so listen to David. Don't listen to me, even though we have the same picks. All right, I found this from uh, a website. I think it's Odds Checker. Real quickly, way too early odds for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. You know, we're not even at Super Bowl Fifty Six yet. We'll get there in two weeks. Next year's Super Bowl. The odds, real quickly, Kansas City, the lead dog in the house, plus 700, an implied chance of uh, getting to the Super Bowl, 12.5%. You want to take a guess at what the odds are for the Washington football team? I'm going to go somewhere around 8%. Uh, That's probably even high. Yeah, that's high. Two percent is the implied odds. No, five was actually where I was going to go. I was like, let me go a little higher. (laughs) Yeah, the odds are plus five thousand. Nice. Okay, but listen, check this out. Right, this is interesting. You know who's tied at plus five thousand? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who don't have a quarterback right now. I mean, they have quarterbacks, but they don't have a starting quarterback right now. Uh, And the Las Vegas Raiders, who made the playoffs, both. All three of those teams at plus 5,000. And that's way ahead of, uh, I think it's uh, eight or nine teams that are behind in implied chance odds and gambling odds at a higher rate, including the New York Giants uh, in that mix. So, uh, you know, listen, you want to take an early shot? Ron Rivera, year three in Carolina. Yeah. They got it together. Yeah. Just I mean, look, you know, if, if you believe that Washington is getting one of these quarterbacks, whether it be Deshaun, Russell, Aaron, one of those guys, I mean, as soon as those guys hit the roster, those odds go way down from a betting status, oh, yeah. you know, statistic. So, I mean, 100 bucks, 100 bucks gets you $5,000 potentially if, if, if Washington pulls it out. Uh, so, you never so know. So, what you're saying is locking it, lock I mean, it in now, right? The Cincinnati Bengals are playing in the championship round right now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so. You, yeah. You know, it, it's hard to it's hard to really cast doubt on pretty much anybody except for uh, like the Atlanta Falcons. No, I, I agree. Well, and even the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, they had a much better year this year no. than people were expecting. No and chance. Matt Ryan seems like he's coming back for year two. No you know, so they have no chance. <laughs> well, I'll disagree with you on that, especially especially uh, if your boy Brady retires oh, yeah. and uh, Grunky goes uh, as well. And we talked about Jameis Winston and the mess that is the New Orleans yeah. Saints. All right, guys, we're coming back uh, to wrap up the show. We're going to have a special segment from our colleague Kim Becker previewing the AFC and NFC title games. That's next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, guys, Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. David and I tell you all the time about Built Bar and the wonderful, wonderful attributes that each and every Built Bar has. Right around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein or so. It's better than a candy bar, trust me, and it tastes just as good. Trust us. We're not going to tell you to try something or have something or invest in something if we don't believe in the product. And both of us believe strongly in Built Bar. They've been proud supporters of the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast for a long time now. And that's for a great reason, because they are the real deal. You're looking to continue your New Year's resolution. You're looking to avoid all the challenges that come with eating healthy. And trust me, there are plenty of challenges. I fight it every day, but Built Bar, my stash, helps me get through when I'm craving something sweet and good 
for you. That's the whole deal with Built Bar. You try their flavors. We tell you all the time, David's favorite is mint brownie, but he has others. My favorite is peanut butter brownie, but I have others. Maybe you're a raspberry fan or a cookies and cream, or I love salted caramel as well. Mm. And check out Built.com. They're always coming out with new limited time flavors. Go to Built.com. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, once again, guys, it is Chris Russell, David Harrison, and we have an awesome offer for you and an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called the GetUpside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. And let's face it, with the gallons of gas or with the price of every gallon of gas in the mid threes, depending on where you live and sometimes higher, you need every advantage that you can get. Why pay full price at the pump anymore when you can download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now by using the promo code TOUCHDOWN? You're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the GetUpside app. Again, download it for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, 25 cents or more per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people drive a lot making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Championship Sunday is just days away, and we've got to punch two tickets to the Super Bowl. Who will serve as the reigning AFC and NFC champions for the year to come? We'll find out what each team still standing needs to do to earn a conference title on Locked On Now NFL. Local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NFL hosts are here to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Let's start where these teams are trying to get to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. They will host the Super Bowl in two weeks, but first, the Rams have to host the 49ers for the NFC crown. The biggest game. San Francisco 49ers fans don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback next season, but they do know that he'll be under center to try to win his second NFC championship game in three years against the Rams on Sunday. With a chance to remain undefeated against the NFC in the postseason, our Locked On 49ers host says the key to a San Francisco victory is Jimmy G not making the big mistakes that could cost the Niners the whole game. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers main key to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right, I, I think this this game it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G. Don't turn the ball over, and if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers the way I see it, Jimmy G. One turnover. That's all we're giving you. Just one. Anything more than that, it'd be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers. 
win this game this Sunday. Matthew Stafford picked up his first playoff win just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's a win away from playing the biggest football game on the planet in the Rams' home stadium. Our Locked On Rams host tells you how L.A. gets the veteran QB to the Super Bowl he's chased for 12 whole seasons. Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. So here is the one key to victory this weekend for the Rams in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when you used to play with matches as a kid and maybe you'd get away with it once in a while and a couple of weeks, months, years later, you realize how bad of an idea that was that you could have burned the whole house down? That was the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. They were playing with matches. They turned it over way too many times. Four turnovers in that game. Somehow they escaped. Somehow they beat Tom Brady despite turning it over four different times. If they're going to beat the Niners, they simply cannot do that. They might be able to get away with one. Two is probably the end of the wrap. And anything more than that, it is absolutely not going to happen for you there. You can check out more about the Los Angeles Rams on my podcast, Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is free and available on all platforms, your team, every day. The Kansas City Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals just a few weeks ago at the end of the regular season, and since he won. So how do the Chiefs make sure that that doesn't happen again with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Our Locked on Chiefs says a combination of learning from the mistakes of that game and keeping the momentum going from last week will add up to a big win. But he has more on the details. The AFC Championship game comes down to two things for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Patrick the Reaper Mahomes continue his run as we saw against the Bills? And can the Chiefs defense and its staff learn its lesson from the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm Ray Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's what it comes down to. You saw an extraordinary effort by the offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to not only get to overtime, but then win it. They don't need to do that. They have to avoid it, in fact, in order to get this win against a team that is nearly as explosive. On the other side, you have to be careful if you're Steve Spagnuolo or anyone out there on the field on the defensive side of the ball to not overreact to what you saw the last time when Jamar Chase destroyed that secondary on a circus catch after circus catch. Tyron Matthews should be back and playing in this ballgame. That helps. You have to adjust and you have to play over the top and you have to try to take Chase and limit him. Not take him away because then you're devoting too many other resources to that and someone else is going to hurt you. I think they're going to play more zone. I think they have to back off and let Joe Mixon hurt them if he can. They'll live with that, and that will get them the win. For more on this game and your Chiefs, check out Locked On Chiefs. We're free on every platform. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe Burrow took a beating last week as he fought his way into the AFC Championship game. And while Cincinnati does already have a win against Kansas City under its belt this season, our Locked On Bengals host says that the team can't get a second one if it doesn't keep its quarterback on his feet. Will the Bengals take down the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City and advance to the Super Bowl? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast. And that is the question going into this epic AFC championship game between two teams that played each other this month. They played each other on January 2nd at Paul Brown Stadium. The Bengals came out victorious 34 to 31, overcoming three different 14 point deficits. I expect Sunday to be a different story. The Bengals can't fall behind against this Chiefs team by two scores and expect a rally on the road. But the number one key, protect Joe Burrow. Burrow was sacked nine times last week against the Titans. He was hit 13 times. And yeah, the offense had 19 points. Well, 19 points isn't going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes. The magic number, 
40. If they can somehow get to 40, you feel good about their chances. How do they do that? They keep Joe Burrow upright. If they do that, he can distribute the ball to all of his weapons, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd in the Bengals just might sneak in to the Super Bowl. For more, make sure you check out the free and the only daily Bengals podcast, Locked On Bengals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's a wrap for us here. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now, Locked On your team every day. All right, once again, thanks to our colleague Kim Becker for and everyone else involved for AFC and NFC Championship game previews right here, uh, courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Now, your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We'll be back next week. Now make your second listen to Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to get aboard, we'd love to hear from you. 301-615-3577. Leave us a voicemail. Make it great and short and sweet. 301-615-3577. If you prefer email, it's lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us. For David Harrison, covering the Washington football team on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one of the Russell and Ned Hurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. David will be at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Join us for exclusive coverage from there next week as David is boots on the ground. I'll be here dealing with the name change and not going anywhere, but we'll be back together right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.